0: to All the Books, a weekly show of recommendations and enthusiasm regarding the week's new book releases. This is episode 44, and today we are talking about books released on March 8, 2016. I'm Liberty Hardy, here with my fellow well-redhead, Rebecca Shinsky, and we're coming to you from bookriot.com. Hello! Hi! I feel like we should say my fellow um,
1: explosive pink redhead. Yeah, we'll have to come up with a new i'll have to have like a new temporary moniker i guess (laughs) yeah yeah my hair is more
0: pink and purple than red too so yeah
1: we've been the well redheads together for so many years though i think we're gonna keep that even you know when our red gets replaced with gray yeah it's totally oh i don't want to think about that now (laughs) (laughs) we've got time we got plenty of time and so many books to read between now and then
0: oh my goodness so many books it's amazing Um, Speaking of amazing, can I just say one thing before we start? Sure. Um, I just, instead of saying it at the end of the show, I just want to say now how amazing uh, our listeners are and how thankful I am for them and grateful because they're just so wonderful and they say such nice things to us and about us and I love hearing from them and I know you do and it's just great, so...
1: Thank it you. is just great, and I'm really pleased that the listeners of this show know that we want to hear from you, and we are happy to give you unicorn names. I only got a few tweets about issuing unicorn names, and I would be happy to continue doing that. <laughs>
0: so awesome! <laughs> it is. It's like
1: I'm getting paid for this right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. I know I love those jobs the best.
1: <laughs> oh, you want to kick us off this week? I'm going to do that.
0: My first pick is called "We Love You, Charlie Freeman." by Caitlin Greenedge. Um, I love when you discover a book and all of a sudden everybody else on Riot also seems to be reading it at the same time. Um, So a whole bunch of Rioters are reading this and we're all loving it. I loved it. Uh, It's about a family, the Freemans, who travel to the Tony B. Institute in rural Massachusetts. They've been uh, selected to be part of an experiment. They're going to be sort of subjects uh, and live at the Institute um Charles and Laurel are the parents and Charlotte and Callie are the daughters. Um, and what they're going to do there is teach sign language to a chimpanzee. Oh. But he's going to live with them like in an apartment there. Like he's they want uh the Freemans to raise him like he's their son.
1: I want to watch this reality show so badly.
0: Oh, chimpanzees are so violent. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know, I don't think I can handle it. I'd be like, ah, they're so strong. I mean, not all of them, you know, but they're, yeah. Not they're, all chimpanzees. Not funny. all chimpanzees. But, so, they go and they uh, move to to this institute, which is a very strange place. Um, the woman who asked them to come has this very strange, gross habit that I'm not going to mention here. Um, and the narration of the book kind of goes between uh, the teenage daughter, Charlotte, And her experiences there, um, they are a black family and they realize that there are no other black people in the area, like, around them. Um, And the narration kind of goes between that and then when the Institute was founded, um, they talked to a woman who lived in the town. There's a, a scientist who's come there supposedly to help open the Institute and work with the chimpanzees, but instead he spends all his time... He says, studying the black children at the school. Um, And it's just as the narration goes back and forth, it kind of looks like the Institute is not that great and they might not be doing what they're saying they're doing. Um, And it's kind of like this metaphor, maybe. Um, I don't know if that's the word I want. But basically what this book is, is uh, it's ultimately about the failure of language. And how America like still needs a better way to talk about race is, I guess the best way I could say it. Um, it's really interesting and weird and smart and there's a monkey, so or an ape. I don't know which which ones I, are chimpanzees. We
1: are out of our depth here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only know Lancelot Link,
0: like chimp detective. So um, I just
1: followed a really great huge pig on Instagram. <laughs> 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 but otherwise i am out of my depth so i'm yeah. gonna move on to our, or do you want to say the title again Sorry, yes, I'm yes. Right so, over
0: you. so great smart wonderful novel we love you charlie freeman by caitlin
1: greenage and that's caitlin with a k All right, our first sponsor this week is FabFitFun. They are back again. FabFitFun is a subscription box with premium, full-sized fashion, beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products so you won't have to spend your time squeezing lotion out of tiny little sampler packets that you paid way too much money for. Uh, FabFitFun comes out once each season. It retails for $49.99 but we've got an offer code for you to get $10 off your first box. You're going to go to FabFitFun.com and use the coupon code BOOKS so you'll pay $39.99 every box has a value over $200 and the welcome box which is what you'll get when you subscribe now is worth over $300 these always come I think this is the third season that I've gotten one Um, they always come just packed with stuff and because it is premium full size stuff it feels like a nice pleasant experience to open it you're not just getting like advertising stuff and postcards and sample sizes of things that you'll only use if you're traveling Uh, there is a really pretty necklace um, that came in this one It's Uh, gold and has a little black sapphire touch in it. Mine is a heart, but you could also get a horseshoe. That alone is valued at $100. There's a goji berry anti-aging serum, uh, which is maybe a thing that I might want to be thinking about. Uh, There is a cool hairspray to keep your hair looking fresh on days that you maybe don't want to shampoo. There's nail polish. There are awesome earbuds. There's a gift card to an online boutique and so much more. And they do always try to ring all the bells of fashion, beauty, fitness, and lifestyle. So there's a little bit of everything in each box. I've been really pleased with the variety of items that I've gotten so far. I've kept and used almost everything that has been in the boxes, which is unusual. Like I've been a little bit of a subscription box junkie historically. I will try just about any of them. And often they come with a bunch of stuff and you kind of only like one thing. And it's like, well, okay, well, this thing is worth 50 bucks and I paid $39.99. So that's fine. Like it's fine, but it's really great when you do feel like you're getting so much value for your dollar. And FabFit fun totally lives up to that in my experience if you want in or you want to gift this to a woman in your life you go to fabfitfun.com use the offer code books you get ten dollars off your first box and it lets them know that you came from all the books and helps us keep the lights on and hopefully sends them back to sponsor us more so everybody can stay happy so thanks to them for sponsoring this week okay do you want to hear about my first pick yes i do Yay. I'm so excited about this book. It's called burn baby burn by Meg Medina. She is an all around awesome writer and she's this like whatever is more than a triple threat. She's probably a quadruple threat. Um, she writes picture books. She writes middle grade. She writes young adults. She does it all so well. And she is an all around awesome human. She also lives here in Richmond and I get to know her. So full disclosure, we have worked together on things. We're kind of friendly. Um, I really love Meg, but I would love this book even if I didn't know any of those things about her. Uh, It's set in 1977 in New York City. It's the summer. Nora Lopez is 17, and she's kicking off her senior year of high school and starting to think about what's next in life. Um, She doesn't want to go to college, even though everyone around her is pressuring her to. She would rather move out and get a job. And since it is the summer of 1977, it's the summer of Sam in New York City. But they don't really know that yet. The police have just identified a serial killer who is targeting young women and shooting them on the streets or coming up when they're, like, making out with their boyfriends in cars. And everyone is terrified. Some of the shootings have happened very close to where Nora lives. And to complicate things, she has just met a new guy that she likes while working at the local grocery store where she also has a job. So his name is Polly, um, actually Pablo, uh, and they hit things off and are maybe going to start dating, but she's worried about, like, being out out in the world Um, being a young Latina woman with long dark hair, which is exactly the kind of girl that this uh, serial killer who's on the loose is going after and things heat up and get interesting and a little bit scary and scary in the summer of Samway, but also scary in the it's hard to be 17 and not really know um, how to make the best decisions or how to balance all the stuff that's going on in your life. Nora's home life is complicated. Um, Her Brother is a problem child, and their mom is struggling to pay rent. And so we get to look at Nora's life as a teenager going through those typical teenage things, but also how she's handling the deal, you know, handling and dealing with the stuff at home and with her best friend whose father is a firefighter and so has the inside track on um, the string of fires that are happening around the city and also some information about the serial killer. It's so good. Also, there's disco stuff like Burn Baby Burn. The title is, you know, from a disco song. The cover is awesome and it has a disco ball on it. And there's great if you're into like older musical references, there's great sort of disco stuff woven into the story as well. I really loved it. Such a great young adult writer, Meg Medina. And this is just a wonderful book. Um, she's one of those writers that makes me jealous of the kids these days who get to read authors like this. I wish that somebody was writing these kinds of books um, when I was a teenager, even though, you know, we both read a lot of Lois Duncan and turned out okay. Uh, so this okay. is okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is burn baby burn. And it's by Meg Medina. All right, I'm going
0: to talk about my next book and try not to get confused. See, the problem is that I, I, I will admit to um, I started thinking of this other book that had a monkey in it when I was describing the last one, and I was like, wait, that's not the thing that happened in this one because there are so many books with monkeys in them. Um, you need to make a list. Yeah, but that's what happens when you don't make notes. Um, so my next book is wonderful, and it's called High Dive by Jonathan Lee. Um, and he's a British author, and I think I read that this is his first book being published in the States, which is cool, because it's wonderful, and you know how I love a book based on real events. I do. Despite the fact that this is very sad.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, we're already into the Kleenex.
0: <laughs> well, it, it, it's a, it's a horrible thing. It's, a based on the Brighton hotel bombing of 1984, in which the IRA, uh, bombed the Grand Hotel, Uh, trying to kill Margaret Thatcher. They were having a conservative party conference there at the hotel, and a member of the IRA put a long delay time bomb in the bathroom of one of the rooms, and it went off four weeks later, like, while the conference was going on, and five people were killed. Um, It's not an alternate history, so, you know, Margaret Thatcher does indeed make it out still. Um, As we all know, she made it out. Um, But High Dive just follows the four weeks... Uh, prior to the bombing, um, it follows the people who live in the hotel. Um, there's the hotel manager and his teenage daughter. Um, and then it also follows the uh, IRA explosives expert. And you you see like what their lives are like. And you watch as they get prepared in their different ways for their different jobs. You know, the hotel people are getting prepared for the arrival of Margaret Thatcher. Um, the IRA is getting, you know, prepared for the bombing. And he just has this rhythm to his writing that I can't quite describe, but I just found it completely enchanting. Um, You know, despite the grim subject, uh, I found that it was really funny at times. It was, it was really, it was really good. It's just a very thoughtful, emotionally engaging novel. And I I hope that he has another one out in the States soon. Uh, Again, it's called High Dive by Jonathan Lee.
1: It's not easy to do to be funny when you're talking about such a serious thing.
0: Yeah. But like the hotel manager's daughter is a teenager and you know the the things with, she's nervous about boys and the hairdresser is a hypochondriac and it's just like there are all these like funny things cuz this is like real life going on cuz these people have no idea that there is a bomb in the hotel like for 4 weeks you know they had no clue so it, they're just going about their lives. That's crazy.
1: Uh, My next pick, I don't have a segue from that. uh, (laughs) It's called Fight Like a Girl, 50 Feminists Who Changed the World by Laura Barcella or Barcella. I'm not sure which. Um, This is intended for young adult readers, but it is something that every feminist should have on his or her bookshelf. Um, And it's about 50 women. It's profiles of 50 women who are working or have worked to change the world, um, you know, and it's geared for the readers who live in today's world, who see something related to feminism or women's rights or the assault on feminism and, and women's rights on the news every day or more likely on the internet every day and want to know what that's about and who the leaders are and sort of who the standard bearers are and uh, women who were important to the movement in history and who are important now. This collection is awesome. It's intersectional and inclusive. It features uh, women from history like Sojourner Truth and Rosa Parks, also women who are doing you know activist and political work today, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Hillary Clinton, Roxanne Gay is in here. Bell Hooks, Sally Ride, um, Margaret Cho, Queen Latifah. So you also get entertainers. It's not just um, political, professional feminists who are doing activism that are profiled here, but women who are leading in their fields and breaking new ground simply by being women who are fighting for women to have space in the spaces that they want to take up, whether it's an actual space like Sally Ride um, or Queen Latifah being a woman in hip hop, Margaret Cho being a woman in comedy. Um, really interesting. The profiles are just a couple of pages long each and just an awesome resource. You could take this list and look at everybody who is still alive and working today and make yourself like an awesome reading list of their books and a CD collection, a MP3 collection, I guess, is what the kids would do or like a Pandora station, you could follow a bunch of them on Twitter and really have a pretty well-rounded look at where feminism has been and where it is and where it could be going. These women are also, you know, writing and speaking to and about other feminists all the time and um, they would be great gateways. So I found the material of the book to be wonderful and really interesting, but also it was a good reminder of who these women are and an introduction to some of them that I wasn't really familiar with before. And it could be just such a great gateway into knowing more about what feminism really is and what it can be and who the people are who are leading it. It's so great. Another book that I am jealous that I didn't have as a teenager. Um, And again, it's called Fight Like a Girl, 50 Feminists Who Changed the World by Laura Barcella. Barcella. Either one.
0: I I, this is record but the last two episodes i've had all authors names that i can pronounce yeah i don't know what's going on also i think i have the only short story collection uh, on this episode today yeah not this next book but the one after but my next book is called guapa by salim haddad and it is a novel about 24 hours in the life of rasa rasa is a 27 year old gay man living in an unnamed arab country um where not only is it not considered acceptable to be gay but it's dangerous so he is not out um he has a fake girlfriend that he tells people that her parents are so traditional that he can't really even talk about her or tell anyone her name um and he works as a translator for western journalists and um but he's the, he's 27 years old and people are like why are you still not married you know like mm. asking all these questions um he lives with his grandmother his parents both passed away by the time he was 12 and he lives with his grandmother and at the start of the novel his grandmother has, for whatever reason, just looked the key- through the keyhole of his bedroom door and seen him with his boyfriend.
1: Oh, no. Who he
0: sneaks in at night when she's asleep. So she's uh, freaking out. Uh, his boyfriend is upset because, it, you know, it's a secret. And, and now, you know, what's going to happen? Are they going to, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to happen to them? So he's kind of distancing himself from Rasa. Um, the country is in political upheaval. Uh, there are riots and fights all the time, snipers, it's it's kind of a dangerous, like, landscape at the moment. And his best friend is named Maj. Maj is a political activist, and at night he is the drag queen star at Guapa, an underground bar where he and his friends all hang out. Um, he has been arrested, so Rasa is trying to find out where he is. Um, you know, he feels like he's losing his grandmother, he's losing his lover, he's losing his best friend. And he just spends these 24 hours in this country trying to find solutions and balance to all his problems in a country that wouldn't really accept him if they knew his secrets. Um, it's really intense. It's it's sad, and it's also amazing. The writing is incredible. Um, and again, it's called Guapa by Salim Haddad. It's H-A-D-D-A-D.
1: That sounds so good.
0: It is so good. That's why I told you about it. <laughs>
1: Is that how the show works? Sometimes. <laughs> oh, man. You can tell I'm like in vacation brain already. Oh, yeah. Um- um, oh, and we should tell our listeners, you're going to have guest hosts from for the next couple of weeks because I will be on an adventure. Yes. Um, so you'll get to hear Amanda Nelson and Jen Northington, who are both our awesome colleagues at Book Riot. And together they co-host the Get Booked podcast, which is custom recommendations for requests that readers send in like, I'm into books about fishing and monkeys and they need to be dystopian. Uh, and one of the two of them will know what to recommend to you. It's a great show. If you you are into our show, which we hope you are because you're listening. You will like all, or you will like get booked. And um, I'm happy that the two of them are going to be stepping in for my chair virtually uh, while I'm gone. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you too. I will, you know, I'll send you messages. I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> but it'll, it'll be, be weird. I They're know, great fun. I know. I don't think that we've gone two weeks without talking to each other in like the entirety of our friendship, and so it is going to be very weird. Yes. I'm already like I'm going to have to do the ad spots. I'll be like, <laughs> you're going to do great. And speaking of ad spots, look at that segue. Good job. Uh, Our next sponsor this week is Viceland. Viceland is a new TV channel from Vice, which is the culture website magazine, as you know. It just launched on February 29th. They have a ton of awesome shows. Um, My favorites so far are Noisy, which is hosted by Zach Goldbaum. He goes around the world visiting uh, different musical artists and diving into the cultures and communities that have inspired and shaped their music, and then also that sort of circular way that the music shapes the culture. Culture, uh, in turn, and then there's Gaycation, which is hosted by actress Ellen Page and her best friend Ian Daniel, and they also travel all over the world. Um, but they are diving into LGBTQ cultures in places like Japan and Brazil and smaller towns in America, and talking about the multiplicity of LGBTQ experiences, the fact that gay people, that queer people, are not a monolith, but that there are many, you know, many many ways to experience what it is to be queer and the different cultures that arise around queerness in these places or the different cultures that tamp it down what it's like to be gay or queer in a culture that frowns upon it or where it's even illegal. Really interesting stuff. Um, actually now that I'm thinking about it, sort of most of these Viceland shows are about deep dives into culture in some way. Weedikit is about, uh, marijuana people and politics. There's Flophouse, which you talked about last week that, um, looks at the houses that up-and-coming comedians live in together, like basically everybody crashing together while they're trying to make it. Um, Balls Deep is hosted by Thomas Morton and he hangs out with a different person or group of people in each episode trying to give their lives a try Um, and that's kind of an interesting way to think about these Viceland shows is that uh, each one has a theme but they're all about windows into other lives or um, other cultures or subcultures or other experiences within the culture that you might not be familiar with Uh, you can go to viceland.com to watch trailers to check out first episodes and of course look for viceland in your cable package if that's a thing that you do Um, we'll have a link in the show notes as well and if you're into noisy uh, that premiered this week on march 1st well it is march 1st while we're recording this but that doesn't matter because you're listening on march 8th it comes on tuesdays at 10 p.m gaycation comes on wednesdays at 10 p.m and you can check out the full listing of all the shows at viceland.com Really happy to have them back this week. It's fun getting assigned to watch TV as homework. Right? Our names in television Woo-hoo. i know i don't mind that when i saw that they were sponsoring i was like you mean i have to watch tv for work yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's right up there with having to read books for work oh yeah i mean it's already pretty good being like i'm sorry i can't i, I have to read this book right now <laughs> yeah our lives are not rough in that respect no. um speaking of books my next pick this week we're going back to ya and back to stories about people and in, in their senior year of high school this is the serpent king it's by jeff zentner This is an awesome, gritty, southern young adult story. It's set in a small town outside of Nashville. It's just dark and weird in the ways that I want a gritty southern story to be. Uh, The main character is named Dill. His dad is a snake-handling, tongue-speaking, holy roller preacher who is in prison uh, for being in possession of child pornography. But Dill's family blames him. His dad thinks that he should have taken the fall for him. His mom thinks that the porn was actually Dill's and that he's been lying all along. And so they're both convinced that it's Dill's fault that their father, whom they are, his parents are just convinced that the dad was ordained by God and has this important ministry and should be out in the world and shouldn't have been locked up no matter what. So that gives you a window into their family situation. They're also very poor because they incurred a lot of debt. Um, with his father's trial, they had a lot of debt before that. And so Dill's Dill's life is ungood, uh, and he's really struggling. His best friend, Lydia, has a great family, good life. She's too big for the small town. She runs a fashion blog that's taken off. She gets to interview famous people. She's applying for NYU. She's pretty sure she's going to get in. She's very glamorous, uh, but she doesn't ever write really about her real life on her blog she's never written about her real friends about dill or about their other friend travis who is a super nerd he's into this fantasy series he carries around a big staff um he wears all black he's like 6 foot 5 and wears all black um and things are really bad at home for travis as well um but this trio hang out together and they're going into their senior year of high school. Dill is trying to just figure out what to do with himself. Does he want to try to get out of town? Could he even try to get out of town? He's never even thought about going to college because his mom doesn't want him to. She just wants him to make money and help pay off the family debt. Lydia is starting to look at these friends that she has and think about how much they mean to her and feel pretty conflicted about the fact that she hides them from her public, essentially, and pretends that her life is different um, for the readers of her blog than it really is and Travis is just sort of struggling to make it through his family life with his abusive father Um, it's you know it's interesting like the snake handling tongue speaking dad is an interesting and like outlandish element but mostly this is young adult that's really grounded in um, real experiences and everyday difficulties you know there's nobody has a crazy um, serious illness that they're fighting no one's family just won the lottery Um, it's not that YA that sort of takes unlikely elements. This is YA that could happen and does happen um, to kids all over the place all the time. Their friendship is so interesting and feel so real to read the way that these three kids talk to each other. And I loved that the narration moves between all three of the characters. So we get to spend time with each of them at home in their family life as they're thinking about their other two friends and the decisions that they're making. And it just it hits on so many things. I just really enjoy this. I plowed through it. Um, again, it's called The Serpent King by Jeff Zentner.
0: This last book I'm going to talk about I think I've already talked about it twice on the podcast, but it's worth mentioning a third time. I'm mm-hmm. going to gonna hit on it again quickly in because it's helen oh and she is a goddess and this is it's finally out it is her new book it's a collection of short stories called what is not yours is not yours which is such a great title it's so much fun to say um these short stories are all based on the concept of keys uh whether they're physical or metaphorical she asks the question like what is a key um what is on the other side of a locked door you know what is like, what do locks mean? Um, there's one about like a baby who's left on a doorstep and she has a little key around her neck, and where does that key go? Um, there's of course one about a key and locking a heart because it's a very famous, you know, metaphor keys mm-hmm. and locking hearts. Um, there's locked gardens, locked libraries, locked diaries. Um, it's so much fun, and all of these stories are, of course, wonderful because Helen Oyemi. Again, goddess. Obviously. Um, and they're just wonderful showcases for her and her cleverness and her wild imagination. Uh, it's, they're so great. And it has an amazing cover because all her books get the best covers. Um, and again, it is called What is Not Yours is Not Yours Stories by Helen Oyeyemi awesome I told you I was gonna make it quick you know
1: you did I was surprised to see it further down the agenda but you have talked about it before and you did make it quick good job
0: sometimes I pick them by like how far out I read them so Mm -hmm. I read that one like months ago so I remember less
1: (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) your secrets out
0: Yep, it's out
1: My last pick this week is called Smarter, Faster, Better by Charles Duhigg. He is the author of The Power of Habit, which was all over the place a couple years ago and for very good reason. I loved that book. It was all about, you guessed it, habits, Um, how we set them, how we break them, how to get better, healthier, happier habits, really useful, practical information. This new one, Smarter, Faster, Better, is about the science of productivity. Um, He talks about how often we conflate the ideas of productivity with speed or efficiency Um, but productivity is not just about doing something quickly. Um, it's about how we set goals, how we manage teams, how we make decisions, and you know, ultimately doing the most that we can with our time, not just doing the things that we have to do as fast as possible, um, which is an important distinction and one that I find incredibly useful in my working life and in my personal life. Um, I straight up love Charles Duhigg. Um, the book also includes a lot of case studies and examples and some like useful sort of how to implementation stuff. So you don't just have to read examples about things like that people did at big companies or that they did in their own lives. You can very easily slot in whatever the thing is that you are working on yourself, either at work or in your personal life and apply these ideas um, with scientific backing, which is the best to them. Um, I really, really loved it. I'm almost finished with the book. I'm pretty sure it's not going to tank at the end. So I'm happy to recommend it here. Again, it's called Smarter, Faster, Better by Charles Duhigg, and that's D-U-H-I-G-G.
0: I was telling you that smarter, faster, better is really fun to say, but now I think doohig is more fun to say. Doohig is fun to say. It's a great word.
1: I've been looking at this title a bunch as I've been like, you know, preparing for the show and doing research the last few weeks, and I just keep confusing it with that song that goes like smarter, better, faster, stronger, or harder, better, faster, stronger. I don't know. They play it at my gym a lot. And well, that's I... why I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been stuck in my head forever, and it's all Charles Doohig's fault. But uh, I can live with that. Awesome. Those are our new books this week. What are you going to read now?
0: Ah, I'm just starting Jane Steele. (sighs) Did you read it? No, but I saw it come through. Yes. Jane Steele is by Lindsay Fay and it is a reimagining of Jane Eyre uh, in which Jane is a serial killer. At first I thought it was like another one of those like, oh detective sort of literary character things. No, she's the serial killer. Um, Young Jane sort of has a Interesting childhood in which she leaves a lot of bodies and flees to London. (laughs) Um, And many years later, she sees that they are seeking a governess for her childhood home. It has been bought uh, by someone else. And so she pretends to be someone else and goes back to her childhood home. uh, And she falls in love with the man who has bought the building. And she's trying to decide, like, does she reveal that she's actually, you know the heir to the building. Um, he has some dark secrets of his own. There's some weird stuff going on there. Uh, and yeah, so, Jane Eyre with murdery stuff.
1: Awesome. <laughs> so awesome. What a time to be alive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what I'm going to read next. I, like, grabbed a bunch of books off my pile and there was logic behind the selections that I made at the time that I made them but they are in my backpack and my travel bag for this trip and I don't really remember what all of them were so it'll be a surprise for listeners and a surprise for me when I return (laughs) (laughs) all right I was in like a fugue state of that I should take that and I should take that So that is our show. Thanks again to our sponsors, FabFitFun. Go to FabFitFun.com and use the coupon code books to save $10 on your first box. And thanks also to Viceland. You can go to Viceland.com for more information to see trailers and get schedules of the shows or look at your cable provider. We're really happy to have them back this week as well. Drop us a line at at allthebooksatbookriot.com or hit us up on Twitter. I'm Rebecca Shinsky, S-C-H-I-N-S-K-Y, and Liberty is there at Miss Liberty pretty easy. Um, And as Liberty said, we are so appreciative of all of you who listen to the show, who talk to us each week and let us know how you liked the books and what you've been reading and, you know, what your unicorn name is, all those things. It's always such a pleasure to hear from you. And thank you also to everyone who has taken time to rate and review the show on iTunes. It really does help new listeners to find their way here. And if you have not yet done that, we would so, so appreciate if you would take a minute to do it. It's a little gift for us um, and helps us to grow the audience and ultimately to keep the lights on and to keep being able to make this thing um, and to just have an excuse to talk to each other about books for half an hour every week, which is basically the best ever.
0: It keeps me from roaming the streets. Nobody wants that if I, have, <laughs> if I can stay inside. Um, and as much as we would love to tell you about more books out today, we don't have the time, but you can read about more titles out now in the show notes at slash all the books, as well as find a link to our weekly new books newsletter. So I will see you uh, uh, soon ish. Soon ish. And- Yeah, have fun, and Uh, happy
1: reading. Happy reading.